name is Felicia Wright, and this is the Go Rogue Podcast. Do you feel stuck? Does every day feel like Groundhog's Day? Well, I'm here to tell you it's time to take charge of your life and know that you are meant for more than this. It's time to go rogue. This podcast is for people that are ready to say enough is enough and discover their new normal with entrepreneurship. Get ready because your rogue journey starts now. Let's get into it. podcast and I'm so excited to have Cheryl Putt here on the podcast. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, and I know that a lot of women are going to be inspired by your story. So just to get started, go ahead and tell us a little bit about you and your background. Okay. Um, So I am a single mom uh, living in San Diego. I've got a 10th grade son and a 7th grade daughter. And, um, we actually, we literally just moved. So life is pretty crazy, pretty hectic. We're kind of living out of like that right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I, I'm a licensed therapist. Um, I've been licensed for over 15 years. I have a private practice. Um, and I also work for uh, children's hospital here in San Diego and, and in my practice and, and in the hospital, I work with um, children and families who are um, dealing with trauma, uh, PTSD and abuse. Wow. And um, I'm also a, a single mom um, entrepreneurial strategist um, where I literally help moms um, you know, move past all the negativity that we have, um, all the obstacles and, and things that we put in our way and other people put in our way so that we can actually run businesses, our businesses. Um, and um, I just, I love, let's see, what do I love? I love reading. Um, I love writing. I'm, I've, I've written a children's book, self-published, um, for kids in therapy to to explain to them what, what is therapy. Um, and I'm in the process of writing a novel. Um, and I, I love the beach and I love puppies. (laughs) That's awesome. You are a busy lady. You are putting me to shame right now. I'm like, Oh, all things you're doing them. Yes, I'm trying. Yes, I'm, I'm juggling a lot of different things for sure. For sure. Yeah, that's awesome. But that's women, you know, like we can do mm-hmm. so many things. We just don't seem to give ourselves credit for it. So um, to get started, like, I would like to hear about what led you down this path and where you started to go rogue on your journey. Okay. So I would say, and I just discovered this maybe a couple of years ago in my what I'm going to say, my path of rediscovery of myself, every of myself, really, um, that I have followed the path of what you're supposed to do in life. Mm-hmm. I have followed the path of, you know, making sure everybody else is happy and I'm checking the right boxes and getting the praise from everyone else and, and not really thinking about my needs. You know, my, I, my needs were to please everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I grew up with a single mom. Uh, she actually did get married when I was 15. And then I kind of had an instant family, um, which had its ups and downs, of course. Um, went to high school, graduated high school. Uh, and that's actually when I decided to become a therapist. 
and um, went on to college, graduate school, uh, got licensed. And when I was in college, I met my uh, husband, and that was, I think, our sophomore year. Mm -hmm. uh, we were together for the, like, from that point on, um, we got married, we had two kids, we bought the house, we did all the things, you know, and when I, and I was, I was, I thought that I was happy. I thought that life was everything I wanted it to be. And the crazy thing was when I hit 40, so I just turned 46 this year. When Yay. I hit 40, I realized, wow, like I actually don't feel happy. I don't feel like my life is gone and I have, I still have life to live, but I don't feel cherished. I don't feel um, loved. I don't feel like I'm serving myself. I don't feel like I, I was just everything. And, and I, here's my thing. So I thought, you know, how people talk about midlife crisis. Yeah. And I, is it a midlife crisis or a midlife revelation? And I chose to see it as a revelation, you I know? Um, yeah, because it, it wasn't about, I mean, yes, it was sort of, oh my gosh, my life is halfway over and I haven't even, like, I don't, I'm not experiencing all these wonderful things that I think I should experience and realizing, wow, I should be experiencing them. Um, but it was more of a revelation. Okay, so now what? And um, through, you know, a series of looking at Facebook things and books and whatnot, um, I started to weed out toxic relationships. I started to weed out um, toxic thoughts that I myself was having about myself and the world. Um, I, and, and that actually did lead to my divorce. Mm -hmm. Um, and I want to say that might've been kind of when I went rogue, um, because everybody around me was surprised. Wow. Um, but, and then there were a lot of people actually that weren't surprised, which for me, it was kind of like, okay, well, if there were things you saw, why didn't you tell me, you know, <laughs> like, come on, um, help me out. But, but then, you know, realistically, I may not have agreed and I, and I may not have seen them because I had to get to that point. Yeah. Um, and, and once, once my divorce happened and, and we were living on our own, uh, me and the kids, I realized too, okay, I really, there's a lot of negativity floating around me. And so, so that's when I really started focusing on eliminating negativity. And I, um, I was sitting there now I, I am, uh, I consider myself a Christian. I'm, I, you know, I, I, but I also believe in the universe and I believe in evolution and a whole host of things, but I was sitting there when I, and I thought, you know, I've never given up anything for Lent. I think I want to give up. And then I realized, I don't know when Lent is. I know it's near today, but I don't know. And I looked it up and it was literally the next day. Wow. <laughs> and so I, you know, so fortuitous. And I, I said, okay, tomorrow I'm giving up negativity for Lent. And my first, that, that next, very next morning, it was my first experience at it. I was in the shower. I'm assuming that the kids were at school because they weren't home. <laughs> and the water was so warm and it was perfect and it felt so good. And I was just in there enjoying the water. And I thought aloud, I really hate 
that I'm enjoying this shower right now. Yeah. And I caught myself, right? Yeah, I caught yeah. myself. And, and, I, and I was like, wait a minute. Okay, first of all, I'm not supposed to be having negative thoughts. Mm-hmm. Second of all, I don't hate it. I love it. I am enjoying the peace and quiet. Nobody's needing me. The water's warm. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I was like, no, I'm allowed to love this. And I'm allowed to enjoy a few extra minutes in the shower. Yeah. And from there, go ahead. I was going to say that I, I love some of the, the, the themes that you're saying, especially when it comes to like in the beginning, like I did what I was supposed to do, what I thought I was supposed to do. And I think so many people fall into that trap of, well, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And even when I was teaching, when I wasn't enjoying it, I was like, well, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm supposed to enjoy this. So for any ladies out there that are listening and you're having these thoughts of like, oh my gosh, like, I don't like this, but I'm supposed to be doing it. It's like, let's get rid of that, like together. And you're not alone. Like so many people feel that, right? Right. Right. Yeah. And, and it's not about what you're supposed to or not supposed to that or should or shouldn't, um, you know, because those are actually, even if you think those ideas are coming from, they're actually coming from external forces, mm-hmm. you know, because um, it's rarely based on what you think you want to be doing, you know. Um, but yeah, so I, I continuously worked on getting rid of those negative thoughts. And in that process, and, and, and in my practice, actually, I had seen a lot of moms living sort of the same situation as I was and, and feeling negative about themselves and doing everything themselves. And I realized, man, I, I need to help moms understand that you know, they're worthy and that they deserve so much more. And, and not only that, but they can stand up and get what they deserve. You yeah. know, they don't have to wait around for someone to give it to them because chances are that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, they need to like literally stand up and say, Hey, I need this to feel good about myself. I need this to be able to, take care of I need this to be able to be a good, you know, um, spouse even or sister or uh you know daughter I need this to do good in my career Mm -hmm. um and and so I that's where it was like okay I'm gonna I'm gonna coach mom and and um I from that point on it just took off (laughs) awesome and I, I definitely want to go back to when you went rogue, like maybe, and I know part of that was like the divorce and everything, but what was the catalyst to actually make you say like, you know, enough's enough. I have to choose myself. Like I can't keep choosing everybody else over myself. Um, mm-hmm. What made you choose you as opposed to staying stuck? Mm-hmm. I, uh, well, I want to say... I just, one of the things I know, I remember is that I was feeling very depressed. Um, I was really feeling like I was a failure mm-hmm. at essentially every aspect of my life. Um, I felt like I, you know, I was trying in all the areas, but um, I, I just, there was not one area that I was, I was doing good at. And you know, obviously being someone in the therapeutic field whose, you know, sole 
purpose to being in that field is to help people heal. Um, you know, I have a little bit of a leg up just from education and experience that, okay, this is not how I should be feeling and that I need to do something, you know? Um, and I think there was a big piece to it. I had a conversation with my sister and, uh, she, my younger sister, and she was always saying how, um, I was because she's my stepsister. So I was the child who was always the perfect one and who did everything, you know, like I said, the way that I should in order, you know, and, and she didn't, we had this conversation and I kept saying, but I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect. And I listed off all the things that the crazy things that I did, you know, and she, she was blown away. And that was the other piece too. I think that that helped with that is that I, I realized that again, I'm everybody, you know, I'm living this life. I'm this pressure to live this life that I don't even necessarily want to live. I don't want to have to be perfect. Um, cause it was just dragging me down. And I think those things, just that, that feeling of, you know, being bad at everything, um, that feeling of, you know, being exhausted of living up to this pressure and and realizing that it's ruining and I have an excellent relationship, you know, and it ruined our relationship. We wasted so many years because of this thing between us. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, yeah, that, Hey, I'm 40. I, I want more for the second half of my life. And I think that's that moment where I just was like, okay, enough is enough. I need to just, I need to live for me now. I love that because I, I have a friend that's a little older than you and, um, she, she felt like she's like, oh, I'm so much older. Like I can't really do other things. And I, I hope women start to reframe that. Like, you know, even though you're 40, 50, whatever, there's, you always have time. And I think we need to stop telling ourselves like we're too old or whatever that we can't do the things that we really want to do because that's not a life worth living don't you agree definitely yeah yeah I mean I don't think you're I don't think you're ever too old yeah in fact you know I remember years ago reading a story about some woman who graduated college at 80 something you know what I mean because she wanted to (laughs) you know and I and I think one of one of my missions is I really want people to realize this, women to realize this before they're even 40, that, you know, they can do anything. They don't have to, you know, check off other people's boxes that they can get out, break out of that mold, you know, way earlier. Mm -hmm. Um, They can go rogue, you know, much earlier than, than, than I did. Mm -hmm. Just makes life better. (laughs) Yeah. And I feel like, we, we always find the negative. So you say you, you wish you had gone rogue a little earlier. I even feel that way. So I'm 33 and I'm like, man, I wish I had figured this out way earlier. And we always frame it to be negative, but we should frame it and turn it around like, no, like we got there. That's mm-hmm. the point, right? We got right. there. Right, right. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I think, you know, going rogue is not a bad thing. Breaking out of that mold is, is a good thing is, you know, um, that that's when things actually happen. You know, if you look back in history, 
for example, all the, all the things that we have today, we have because somebody decided to not do what everyone else was doing. Yeah. And, and great things can happen when you just decide, hey, I'm going to do what I feel is right for me, mm-hmm. regardless of what anyone else thinks. Yes, love that. So I have another question for you. So who is the number one mentor or person or woman that has changed your life the most? Oh, um, (laughs) (laughs) you know what? I have no, I I have, there's a lot, been a lot of little mentors, you know, um, when I, when I think about, so my, my ability, I think to be independent and to, um, to know that I can do this as a single mom, I'm going to say, you know, my mom, because she was a single mom for 15 years of my life. And she, um, well, she worked, at, and I didn't know this till much older, three jobs sometimes to make sure what we had. I never felt like I didn't have love or attention or things like that. So I think, you know, in that way, she was my mentor. Um, my uh, there was a psychology teacher, Mrs. Rhodes at my high school. Um, and she, I took her class and that changed that trajectory for me to be a therapist. Um, because we had a, a moment in, in our class where we learned about child abuse and I thought, oh my gosh, I need to help kids. You know, I need to be there. I need to help them heal. Um, and then, um, you know, I, I want to say, and it sounds so cliche, and we saw her a couple weeks ago, but Dana Malstaff, um, you know, just because I, I saw her kind of go from, you know, just having an idea to building this amazing community and, and looking at that and feeling like I can do that mm-hmm. too. You know? And, um, and, and, and then all the people within that community that I've connected with um, have been my mentors, um, just watching them grow and become and, and, and a, a community of women helping each other has just been huge mentorship for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, the funny thing is even my kids, because they sometimes they say these things that are just so profound, you know, especially over the last couple of years. So that the divorce, so I've been divorced a couple of years and sometimes they say these things that are so profound and so innocent. And it's like, yeah, (laughs) you know, um, like my, like my daughter will say, mom, you really just need to just relax. It's okay. You know, just, just be calm. You can do this. And, you know, (laughs) hearing those things just, you know, it it all, it just helps me keep moving forward. So, um, I don't think there's ever been really one person and there may be other people that I'm not even thinking of right now, Uh but I, I, you know, and, and now in my life, I really try to pay attention to everyone because, um, even people are quote unquote bad, Mm -hmm. giving me information and in a sense, mentoring me to be the best person that I can be. Yeah. And you know, I love, I love your answer because you really highlighted the fact that 
so many different people can be your mentors and teach you something. And people have a season that come in and out of your life to teach you a lesson, whether they're good or bad. That's amazing. And I think a lot of people can learn from that and take the bad in stride because you realize it's like, okay, there's a lesson in that that I need to learn, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, definitely, definitely. And and it's easy for us to just, because we, you know, we're kind of programmed to run away from the bad. But the thing is, you can learn a lot from that about yourself, about the world, about how to deal with things, you know, so. Yeah, that's amazing. And to wrap this up, I have one more question for you. What is the number one piece of advice for a woman that might be struggling and wants to start her rogue journey, but has no idea how to start or where to begin? Uh, I'm going to say the number one thing to starting your rogue journey, you really have to look within, Mm -hmm. um, because you can, you know, look at everybody else and they can give you ideas and roadmaps, whether your, your journey means, you know, I'm going to change my body type. Or I'm going to, you know, whatever, I'm going to, I'm going to change my business. I'm going to um, be a better parent, you know, that, that you're breaking from what you've been doing to become what you want to be. And, and you can get roadmaps. I mean, there's roadmaps everywhere of how to do this and how to do that. But it, mm-hmm. if you don't have your core of who, of how you believe in yourself, um, you're not going to get very far. So I really feel like um, you know, the number one thing is starting with your negative thoughts, you know, challenging those. Are they really true? Is this really how I believe? Or is this, is this something that I've learned and picked up along the way and sort of created a belief system out of it, even though it's not really my own? Um, allow yourself to enjoy things. Um, and that, that's a big, you know, so I didn't even mention this, but self-care is a lot about, yes, it's, you know, I'm going to take a bubble bath and I'm going to go for a walk and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. Mm -hmm. But a lot of self-care is really that internal piece of just loving yourself and learning, which is a thing that most of us have to learn to do, have to learn to love ourselves. Um, which is what I, you know, one of the, the cornerstones of my my coaching business, my, you know, entrepreneur strategist is to start from within because you can learn all the steps, but you can't maintain it. You can't be consistent um, in doing your journey if you don't start with yourself. Yes. And that is so juicy. And I say that's so like great juicy information because like I even can take little nuggets out of that to apply to myself as well. Um, I, it's just as women, we forget and we can be all the things for other people, but we can't do it for ourselves and we need to stop that. And that's what going rogue is about. Like your rogue journey, no matter what it looks like, let's make some serious changes. So thank you so much for being here. Before we hop off, definitely tell people where they can find you and how they can connect with you. Okay. Um, so you can check out my website, which is www.mommingawesomely.com. Momming is M-O-M-M-I-E, Um, I'm also on Facebook. 
same name as the the website. The page is Momming Awesomely. I'm also on um, um, Instagram, Momming Awesomely as well. And soon, um, so look out for this. Um, I'm going to be doing. Um, uh, they're kind of like subscri- subscription boxes for, uh, but they're for single moms. Uh-huh. Um, so that to, to, to celebrate themselves, you know, because like at Christmas time or Valentine's Day or Mother's Day, even those are days when usually like a lot of people give gifts and things. And when you're a single mom, especially when you've just been recently divorced, mm-hmm. you're not really celebrated as much. So um, the 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 website is in progress, but mark it down. It's called singlemomlovebomb.com, and that will be coming soon because I want to have those boxes out this. Christmas. That's awesome. And I will definitely put all those links in the show notes. So if you're not a fast writer like like me, sometimes I'm like trying to scribble really fast. Like what yes. or if you're listening like, in your car. Yeah. It will be in the show notes for you to access that stuff. So again, thank you so much, Cheryl, for being here. Um if you are on your rogue journey, I would definitely invite you to join my group. It you can it's called Go Rogue, obviously. Uh, you can find it at bit.ly slash rogue community. So I hope you ladies are having a fabulous day and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye.